Welcome in episode number 88. It is jobbing out. What's 88? Oh, it's uh, who gave it to Michael Irvin? Yeah, obviously the playmaker. All right, very good. That's episode number 88. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone on the phone. We'll explain in a yep. second. And, of course, the main event. Vent, vent, vent. DJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. All right, so this is a very disjointed episode. Um, but that's okay because we've got an amazing guest. As joining us later on in the show will be... Baltimore's own future WWE cruiserweight champion, Rich Swan, And um, Aaron and I have actually already talked to him, and uh, so we have to apologize to AJ. AJ, we're sorry. He was amazing. I'm so sorry you couldn't be there. It's unbelievable. It's You're, I, you're in for a treat when you do yeah. hear it. Unfortunately, I can handle the fact that you weren't <laughs> able to get me involved. But it does hurt me a little bit in time. I figured it probably would. AJ, of course, has a job, and so he had to go to work today while Aaron and I. And then Aaron, like a fucking asshole, decided, I'll come in and do that, but then i got to go because I have to go watch Division Three basketball. And you shit on me for everything that I do when it comes to the wait, schedule. Wait, 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 wait. It's a Division Three opponent, but it is a high-level Division One. Yeah. Well, Relatively high level. It's a fake basketball. basketball it's a fake that's basketball game see. that you're going to. That's what you're going to. You're a piece of shit. So that's what's going hey, on. Hey, I gave you the option of paying what oh, I make just, here just to uh, stop. have me on. Just but, you stop. Know. All right. So, um, so yeah, that's coming up a little bit later on. But Sunday is Survivor Series, and that means Saturday night is NXT Takeover Toronto. And as is always the case, we need to make our picks. We, you know, what we didn't do? We did not agree to a uh, punishment for the loser ahead of time, so we're going to have to do that on the fly this week. And uh, I have one. Oh, good. The NXT TakeOver Toronto is obviously in Toronto, and Survivor Series is obviously in Toronto. And what is Canada better known for than maple syrup? I think the loser should have to record themselves dumping maple syrup all over their body. Um, I actually think that's wonderful, and I'm willing to, to sign up for that. Okay. All right, good. It's decided. It's decided. That's our punishment. Now, uh, just so you know, uh, Aaron, unless there's a significant change between now and Sunday. I understand that, and I, I'm, I'm waiting to see if there's any changes, and then if not on Monday, it will go up. All right, just making sure. Aaron right now is uh, losing our uh, Survivor Series team bet. And if that stays the same, if nothing changes between now and then, he will have to change his Twitter profile picture to one where he holds a sign that says, I'm a stupid idiot. Correct. Correct. All right. Let's make our picks. Um, Aaron, I don't know, because you're on a phone, are you in a position where you can lead this, or do you need me to lead the picks? Uh, I can do it, I believe. Okay, well then let's... We will start... We'll start at NXT, NXT TakeOver. And by the way, uh, we were talking about this off the air earlier, obviously, AJ, you weren't there. Uh, it feels like there's this is the least amount of juice for a TakeOver that I can remember. Do you agree with that, AJ? Um, I, I do agree with the fact that there's, like, as far as the matches themselves, there's no real, like, uh, like we've already seen Shinsuke versus Samoa Joe, and, like, Bobby Roode and, and Ty Dillinger is going to be good, but what I think is going to happen from this show is this is going to be one of those times, like uh, one it wasn't like it wasn't in um, Dallas, but it was I can't remember what show it was when everybody was like, 
yeah, it'll probably be good, and then it was amazing. Well, that was the Brooklyn show. The Brooklyn yeah, show. Yeah, the Brooklyn show at SummerSlam. That's yeah, what it was. Nobody was really thinking that that was going to be an incredible show, and then, oh my God, it was one of my favorite wrestling shows I've ever seen. So, I, look, I expect all these guys to perform. I think Aaron's right, but I expect everybody on the card to perform. The one thing that I think they could have done here is they could have had another cruiserweight matchup that they put on this card um, using, you know, a, a, a Gulak, a knee, somebody along those lines, just just because they, you know, they're trying to put those guys over, but they're sort of lost in this not enough room on Raw or SmackDown. I think they could have used one more cruiserweight match just to give it a bit more juice. I can't it wouldn't surprise me. There's there, there's only five matches right now, so it wouldn't shock me if something did end up popping up. You know, whether it's announced or not, there, there's another match or two uh, on the card. It wouldn't shock me. But uh, as we're on the card, let's just start. We will start with the uh, tag titles as uh, the revival put it up against uh, DIY. AJ, you uh, you get to lead us off. Yeah, um, I think. This is a good opportunity for DIY to finally take the belts. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I hear you, and I guess they're sticking with DIY on NXT. I think that was one of the questions they were trying to get an answer to uh, the last time was, were these guys headed to Raw to just be part of the Cruiserweight division, or were they going to stick it out? They stuck it out this far, and so I think they're going to continue to stick it out. On NXT, I guess it would make sense, and I, it probably makes sense. I don't think the revival is on a fast track to the main roster right now. I think they're going to keep the main roster pretty pretty much like this, at least until closer to WrestleMania. So I do think you're right. I think it would be logical to have DIY win, and you can sort of have a, a return match. Uh, when would the next? If they don't do another takeover, there wouldn't be one until Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I'll go with DIY as well. Yeah, I, the, the only thing is, I just don't know what they're going to do with DIY. Like, they were announced as one of the, you know, the original 12 people or whatever when they were announcing those cruiserweights, and they haven't shown up yet, but everyone's showing up with 205 Live coming out. That's true, too. So I just, I, I just don't know. Uh, I'm going to go... <sighs> I'm going to go with the revival. I'll, right. I'll make that my. Uh, I, if, look, I'll make your argument for you. If if they go that route, if, 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 they slide the winner of the cl- yeah, they, or they slide the winner of the classic into the number one you know contender spot for the tag right. titles. So that's that's right. logical. It's it's a tough one though. Um, so let's go with uh, let's go with the other tag, the classic, Authors of Pain versus TM61. Yeah, I'll lead that off. I picked the Authors of Pain before this thing started. I'm not turning away from that now. Um, they've been monsters. They've been completely indestructible, and I don't know why you would change that all of a sudden. I think you've accomplished a good bit with TM61 uh, during their run, but I think T- Authors of Pain stand to lose more by losing a match than TM61 does, so give me the Authors of Pain to win the Classic. Yeah, at the beginning, I thought there were a lot of teams at the top of the bracket that could have used the win there, whether it was Team Aries, whether it was uh, Hideo Itami and uh, Kota Ibushi, whether it was Sanity. I thought there were a number of teams, but they've all fallen off. And PM61, while I like them, I just don't think they're in a position right now to get that sort of rub. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving the Authors of Pain. Yeah, and this is, I'm going with Authors of Pain, too, and the reason why is is because I think that that's the next logical line for the tag team titles. I think 
That's why I picked uh, DIY to win the match. I think DIY wins. I think DIY then goes on and wins the return match versus the Revival and then insert Authors of Pain here to take the belts from DIY. And yeah. so that's, I think that makes yeah, a lot of sense, sense, and that's why I'm going to go with the, uh, with Authors of Pain, because that was also my pick from the beginning. Yeah, it's true. We did both pick it. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't really help you all that much, because I've already basically clinched that. So, you know, I'll let you guys know which shirts I'm looking for. I'll just go ahead and send you all an email. So next I'll time let's... there's a buy one, get one, we can team up and buy it together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, we've got Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger. I'm going first on this one. This is an interesting one, simply because it seems obvious that it's Roode. At the same time, it seems like they finally are starting to realize exactly what they have with Ty Dillinger here. As far as, like, he could be a close to a top-of-the-division face if they really want to push him that way. And I don't think they've quite realized that before this point. That being said, with... Uh, Shinsuke have the belt. I think you could basically classify this as a number one contender match, especially for the Rumble takeover. Uh, and Bobby Roode versus Nakamura makes way too much sense, so I'm going with Bobby Roode. And uh, I don't even have to make my point because everything you just said is exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to go with Bobby Roode as well. I believe one of these two men is glorious, and uh, I want to be I want to be glorious like him. I'll I'll, I'll take Bobby Roode as well. All right, so we have the uh, women's match, Asuka and the return of Mickey James. Yeah. yeah, this is Asuka all the way, but I think there's going to be some really good moments where you think Mickey might actually win, and um, but I think Asuka's going to retain. You know, the only interesting part about this is that uh, there were some comments this week from Mickey James that said that she would be interested in a full-time WWE return. We've talked about, you know, her having a role as a trainer, as a coach in Orlando, and so, you know, I think you could still, I don't think a loss to Mickey James would be that damaging to Asuka. That being said, I don't know why it would make sense, so I'll take Asuka to win as well. I mean, Asuka's the buzzsaw. They've built her as the buzzsaw, and they are not having the buzzsaw get caught up on Mickey James. It's just not happening. Yeah, it like, makes no sense. Yeah, like, you're right, it may not hurt her that much, but, you know, that's something that you can use to build somebody else, like an Ember Moon down the line. Uh, I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so Mickey James winning makes sense. So of course, uh, since we all just said all that, you know now that Mickey James is definitely of winning course. this match. Absolutely. That's no question. They're going to have her. They're going to give her like a four-week token run, and Oscar will win it back and right. decimate her in the process. No question. All right. Uh, which gets us to the main event of the night: Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe, who has been feuding for this title for a year now. Is that true? Think about it. Holy shit! Like, because that the whole thing started right after right. you know they did the Finn, the Dusty Classic last year, oh, and then man. he started shooting for the belt right there. Yeah, you are correct. All right. I mean, but it's been I mean, a great year. for part of the time, but... Yeah, and look, and as we all talked about when, when Joe first showed up, he's he's been the perfect fit to hang out there. He he makes everyone look strong, he's done good work, and I, I still don't know that they're in a rush. Now, that doesn't mean that they couldn't bring him up soon, but I still don't know that they're in a rush. I think he served the purpose. Now, if you want to make the argument to, to I get think, him... I think he would be the perfect person to bring out at number 30 at the Rumble. Sure, there's absolutely an argument for that. I thought we were giving that spot to Finn Balor. I thought you said that was a guarantee. 
Well, Aaron did bring up a good point for once when he said that uh, <laughs> that it wouldn't make sense because you know Finn Balor, his character is like the fighter. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not his move. It is supposed to be for a heel, and so I think you're right. Um, look, I I don't see any reason at this point, unless you think that for some reason Shinsuke needs to come up soon. I see no reason why you'd have him drop the belt here. Uh, give me Nakamura. Yeah, I think that if you're going to have him drop the belt soon, you're going to have him drop it uh, the weekend of the Rumble too rude. Yeah. If, if you're looking to have him to uh, be at WrestleMania in some form, I think, which I don't know that I want it to happen. I don't. I just don't know if it'll happen at this point, especially when they're trying to sell out the uh, the full arena uh, down at WrestleMania. NXT has not been nearly as hot. Like they didn't sell out the three thousand seat MSG theater, which was shocking to me. Um, so I, I think you keep Nakamura down there through WrestleMania weekend. Maybe he comes up right after, you know, in that Raw or yeah, SmackDown Monday, Monday and, Raw, right? Nakamura yeah. wins. Yeah. Nakamura's going to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Great. That gives him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I like the idea yeah, theory. I'm all like, for it, but I, I don't want Nakamura to be Baron Corbin at this. Yeah, time obviously it's it's done wonders for Baron Corbin's career to win the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He he briefly was a part of the Survivor Series team, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. Uh, all right, give uh, AJ. You got to make a pick. Um, I definitely think that Nakamura wins. Yeah, it just makes no sense. And maybe this is part, I think what we just saw there, by the way, is part of the reason why there's less juice for this, because we just had four out of five matches that were like, dude, there's there's no way that you're you're not having them win. So Which that, you know means one of them is going to be wrong. And that's true. That's a good point. That's a good I, point. I, and, and if I had to pick one of those four, to it, it, Ty Dillinger. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, you yeah, I can see that. I, would, and, uh, I can see that. Know, Yep. Rude, Rude look really good, but Dillinger catches them in a roll up, you know, yeah. at the end. I could see that. All right, let's move on to the uh, main cards, or at least we'll start with the uh, the the preview or the, the the kickoff show for Survivor Series Sunday night, eight o'clock on the WWE Network, which is available for something along the lines of thirteen seventy four a month uh, from Toronto. Uh, Aaron, where do we start for this? Well, have, have they announced the pre-show? You said pre-show. Oh, I have not oh do they not have anything for the pre-show? All right, well, fair enough. I have, I, I have only seen six main card, and I have not seen a pre-show announced. Okay. So All unless right. someone wants to look at, look that up and correct me, uh, we will start with the cruiserweight division. We have uh, the Brian Kendrick going up against Kalisto. Uh, you believe? I believe you start, Aaron. Oh, do I start? Yes. Um. I've been going back and forth, and I think one of the things that this really hinges on is the stipulation here being that if D. Brian Kendrick loses, the division moves to SmackDown. Now, they've left that very much open. They do not say the belt has to change hands for the division to move to SmackDown. That's one of the things that has me wondering right now. Because uh, I could absolutely, I think it would make perfect sense for Brian Kendrick's character to intentionally get DQ'd, intentionally get counted out. He retains the title, and uh, the division moves over to SmackDown. I still think it makes sense for the division to move to SmackDown. I just think it makes uh, – my one hesitation is I don't know if they want to take the belt off of Brian Kendrick right now. That's an easy solution. So I say Kalista wins, Brian Kendrick retains, but uh, the division moves to SmackDown. Okay, but you're picking Kalista to win. I'm picking Kalisto to win. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, was, uh, you made I, just, I just wanted to – bring that possibility out. All right. By the way, you're right. I see no matchbook, despite the fact that, and I didn't realize this. Did you realize it was 7 o'clock? It's 7 o'clock on Sunday? Yep. Yes. All, seven. Of, 
all of the all of the big four pay per views are and interestingly enough, Money in the Bank was not included. All of the big four pay per views are now four hours long and have NXT, Raw, and SmackDown in that city. That was announced uh, earlier today. And that's and that's 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 a cool thing. And that's I mean that's ambitious on behalf of WWE. Definitely ambitious. I'm curious to see. They just announced Survivor Series for next year in Houston, and they've announced travel packages for that. I'm very curious to see how this sells. Um, I think you guys are not giving them enough credit. I, I really feel like Survivor Series is the only one that is going to be a problem. Oh, I agree. That for that, oh, right. method. Oh. but at the same time, it really the way they've done Survivor Series. Like, remember last year's Survivor Series was Sting, Seth Rollins. Wait, wait, I thought that was at like payback. I'm sorry, no, I'm, but Sting, Sting oh. came out at the end. And people were expecting Sting to be there, so it was kind of a, it was no, kind no, of a big deal. Two years ago, two, two years ago. Wait, uh, what was Survivor Series last year then? Uh, Survivor Series last year was oh that was the um the tournament because Rollins got injured that was the tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, uh, yeah that's Ray true. That's right. But the year before then, Sting was there, and then now you have Lesnar and Goldberg. I think what they're going to start doing is they're just going to use Survivor Series as an opportunity to get some of these nostalgia matches matches out. And that's fine. And and if they can do that, I think it's going to be November berries, is what I think. (laughs) Not bad. I like that. I like where you're at. That's pretty. That's solid. I mean, and and what it comes out, I'm not. You know, I think that it's fine. I'm just curious to see who's going to, for next year, want to go to Houston, see sit through, you know, all in the same arena, NXT, Survivor Series, Raw, SmackDown. I, I think that okay, they may but, have a little bit of trouble. Okay, but, I no. would say a couple things there. One, I would say they're not expecting to be the same crowd for all four nights, and they're going to go to big markets. You know, they're not going to take... Right. They're not going to well, take... they're selling the packages for all four. Well, that, I mean, those, but they don't have to sell every yeah. ticket in the building through the packages. No, no, no. Yeah, if there's, if there's a handful of people that want those packages, they can buy them. If not... You know, buy what you want to buy. I, look, I, I do think it's ambitious for Survivor Series just because you're still in the middle of football season. It's just a tough ask right now to get people jacked for anything that's not related to football. And, and you can make an argument that Royal Rumble's still in the playoffs, but most teams are nah, out of it. Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble in and of itself, that entity right. is, is going to make that uh, easy sell. I would, I would I not. Here's, I'll, I'll make a bold. You, would you be stunned if, you know, they've talked about doing a WrestleMania in London? Would you be stunned if they maybe moved one of these at some point to London to just find a new market that they could pull off something like this in? No, I wouldn't be surprised I, at all. I, I think Royal Rumble would be the perfect thing to do in London. I mean, you have to do it, obviously. I think the time difference is tricky with, for a big pay per view. I don't it's know. Always been I don't think so, bro. I think, I think. 2 p a 2 p.m. Royal Rumble would be pretty awesome. I don't even know that you have to start at a two. I would make the argument. Did you see what the UFC did the last time they went over there? They they literally left everything the same way and said we're starting it at at two in the morning in in London. And if you want to come, you can come. Um, we we think that we're going to sell tickets, and they sold the place out quickly for a two. But that was. That was a smaller show, right? So they they were willing to take the risk on, on a smaller show. It was like a, I mean I I. It was a pay-per-view. It was like a 10,000. No, it was a pay-per-view, but it wasn't like uh, Well, it wasn't uh, Connor. I mean, like, there's that. And sure, it wasn't Connor. But they still sold the thing out. And I, I guess my argument would be, I don't know that you have to start it at 7. I think you could maybe pull off starting it at 10 o'clock London time, which is 5 o'clock Eastern time, um, which is, yeah. is, is not that drastic. Um, I think you could pull off something along those lines. All that being said, 
you know, let's let's. Well, we know it won't be. We won't. We know it won't be next year because we have all of the big four set up for next year. Right. Right. All so, right. Uh, so did everybody? Twenty eighteen. Who's who's making the the pick on the Kendrick match? Uh, oh, I, it's I, my uh, pick, and I okay. pick Kalisto. All right, you pick Kalisto. I'll go with Kalisto as well. I understand, Aaron, what you're saying about, you know, you can have Kendrick win. You know how I feel about Brian Kendrick. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, I don't feel all that differently about Kalisto. I don't know I don't know that he helps, although if he's a vehicle and you think you can turn someone heel between now and then, I, I don't I don't know that either one of them helps at this point. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Kalisto because it's just the, it's the cleanest way to accomplish this. Um, I, it, it's it's weird the other way to me, and I just think it's too wonky to try to explain it. So I'll go with Kalisto. All right, we have the uh, first of the three Survivor Series matches as uh, Team Raw, Team SmackDown in the tag division. Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna name off every person that's participating in these matches. Yeah, no, no, no thank you, okay. no thank you right, on that one. Enough. AJ, um, I, so here's my thing: Are we gonna pick? Survivors, and if we get them right, that should be an extra half point. Yeah, I'm good with that. An extra half point. How, how are we going to do? We, you have to hit all of them to get the extra half point. No, every, every every survivor, survivor you pick right. You have to get the team right first before you right. pick the survivors. If you don't pick the right team, obviously it's pointless. Right. Um, and then and then after that, for every survivor, oh, an extra the, half point for okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with right. it. And any 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 penalties for naming one that doesn't uh, go in? I don't think so. Oh, then you could just name the whole team. You're right. I was gonna say, yeah, you got to do something there. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. You'd have to, you'd have to go, you'd have to go half point the other way for getting somebody wrong. Or what, what we could do is we could do uh, a point for the picking the survivor and half point for pick, for picking one that didn't last. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. The, the rule is you can't okay. p- you can't pick the entire team. That's the rule. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Alright, so I, for this match, am going to go with uh, Team SmackDown. And my survivors are going to be the Usos and Heath and Rhino. Hmm. Okay. Man, this really changes my strategy. (laughs) I will go. I will go. Actually, let me take that back before you make another pick. Okay. I'm just gonna oh. go just. I'm gonna go just Heath and Rhino. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Team Raw here. I'm gonna go Team Raw. Uh, just almost out of. I, I've got a strategy and it's stupid, but I'll explain it to you at the end. I'm gonna go Team Raw. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New Day. And. Sheamus and Cesaro left standing. You know, this is this and the women's. I think they should go one way. I'm just not sure if they'll do it for for the the tag match in particular. The Raw teams and and Stephanie McMahon and all of them have spent two weeks talking about how basically how terrible the SmackDown tag teams are. And SmackDown hasn't been able to respond really because they you know even Rhino can't say oh New Day you suck. You know, the the hype bros can't tell Enzo and Cass that they suck. You know, and they've been saying basically over and over again that the, that the SmackDown teams suck. And if they had the SmackDown teams lose, then that almost uh, validates that fact. Um, that's how I view it. I don't know how the WWE, if the WWE views it or if they just view it, oh, the Raw teams are better, so we're going to have them win. 
I'm going to go with Team SmackDown because I think they should go with Team SmackDown here. And I'm falling into the uh, Glenn fallacy from a couple pay-per-views ago, what, <laughs> should, uh, what he wants to see happen, not what WWE wants yeah. to see happen, which is probably going to trip me up. But uh, if I'm WWE, I use this, and I use this to make American Alpha relevant again because they have completely fallen through the cracks when they should have been one of the hottest things coming up from NXT. So I have uh, Heath and Rhino and American Alpha as the sole survivor. Well, I get stoked for American Alpha, so I'm I'm all on that. I'll explain my uh, decision-making to you, but there you go. I, like... I think I know where you're going with this. Go ahead with the women. You're up first. Oh, I'm up first. Um, I'm going with the Team SmackDown women on this one. Oh. I, I think that after the way this week went. Did you guys watch, by the way, the State of the Union thing on Monday nights? No. I did not. It was... I, I, I saw a couple of the clips. I saw Daniel Bryan. Bring up TNA. It was super. Yeah, it was super uncomfortable. It was just super weird. I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't like uncomfortable in that. Oh, I gotta watch this. Like it was just weird. Like there was this emotional diatribe from Mick Foley, and then like Shane McMahon started laughing, and like I just don't know what they're trying to do there. But one of the things they kept trying to drive home during the course of this thing was how clearly the Raw women are better, Um, and that hey, we've had our women. Uh, headline of pay-per-view, have you? I think it sets up for, and again, considering how I'm going to have this go, I think almost no matter who you pick to win the first one, you have to pick the other team to win the second one, right. because you know the third one's got to matter, right? Like you right. got to you got to right. come into it something. So, um, so I'll go with the uh, the SmackDown women, and I will have, um, I'll go with only Becky Lynch standing at the end. Yeah. The- yeah, you're right. That pretty much, if you're, you're whatever you pick the tag, you got to go the opposite way for the women. So I'm picking Team Raw here. Uh, I definitely and and your rationale for the women was pretty much my rationale for the tag is that they almost have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a little bit better of a job on SmackDown on establishing the women. So I think that this might be the more traditional. Okay, let's set up a storyline here, which the storyline to me is um, is the Bailey Charlotte divide. And what I think is going to happen, I'm going to have Bailey as my sole survivor overcoming a two-on-one at the end. Okay. All right. Aaron, I hate you so much because that is my exact pick, and I thought I was going to sound so cool. <laughs> oh, man. Now now how much do you realize you're not remotely cool because you agree with Aaron? I know. Right? It's like, you're a nerd. Well, he admits he's a nerd. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. He does admit he's I'm a nerd. I'm just not a dork. All right. All right, and so there's uh well there's one more Survivor Series matchup. Yeah, so let's uh the top Survivor Series matchup. Might as well get that out of the way. Uh, I am going first, and here's my thought process. I, I was going back and forth until the end of SmackDown. Uh, I see a very clear path here with the Undertaker coming back and basic and saying, you know, I'm here, I'm good, and if you fail, you're going to have to answer to me. I see a very clear path right now where I would go with WWE and I'd take it, where SmackDown fails, AJ retains at TLC, and The Undertaker immediately comes out and challenges him for the Rumble. Taker wins it at the Rumble, and then you have Taker Cena for the title at WrestleMania. I think it makes way too much sense for WWE not to do it that way. So that's why I have Team Raw winning it. The question is, who's the sole survivor there? I think you can go a number of different ways for it. Um, I think Roman Reigns is going to it because he's Roman Reigns. And because I think that he's going to move into the uh, number one contendership line, and I'm also going to go. Uh, Don't piss me off. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seth already... Rollins as well. I'm going okay. with Seth Rollins as well. 
Okay. I am going to pick Team Raw, and I am also going to pick Roman Reigns, but I'm also on top of that going to pick Braun Strowman. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think, I think Braun Strowman falls to one of those, like, you know, everyone tries to hit their finisher on it. You know, he get, he overcomes three finishes, and finally a fourth guy hits it, and, you know, he looks great, but he gets pinned. Um, that's all very interesting. That's all very interesting. I, first of all, did I didn't like the Undertaker thing on Tuesday night. I didn't like the way it ended. It was so weird. Yeah, it was very abrupt. Um, I, 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 I hear you with what you're saying that you can set it up that way. I, I, I just hope that's not the case. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think the Triple H is involved. I, I think this is the time to reintroduce Triple H. You've got that hanging over you, and the fact that we all know it's going to be Triple H, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, despite the fact that nobody wants it. Um, and that they're just going to re- try to redo Roman Reigns from last year and pretend like that never happened and do the exact same thing once again. And so I think and people will love it. Um, yeah, they will. That's the way that it works. And you're going to you're going to you're going to piss and moan about it. So I can I can tell you how the next uh, five months are going to go if uh, you are looking for the answers. Um, just look back a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> So ultimately, I will go with uh, Team SmackDown with assistance from Triple H. God, I wish there was a way that I could claim that James Ellsworth was going to be the lone uh, uh, standing. Well, wait, wait, how do you see Triple H getting involved that helps Team SmackDown? Out of curiosity. Oh, I think he essentially turns on on Team Raw. I think he essentially turns on he Stephanie turns, and creates a um, and turns on Owens if there's any sort of relationship there. Um, I no, I think he's just. I think this is about Rollins. I I think okay. that at the end of the day, this is him. And in that way, I think to me it makes the most sense for Shane to be the last one standing because if he turns on on Raw in oh, general, God. Shane is the last man standing. I mean, come on, man! Don't you don't you know why would you have a McMahon involved in with the match if you weren't going to do something like that? Like, why you don't put Shane McMahon in to be a throwaway? Shane McMahon is last standing. He was in Survivor Series 01. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Shane McMahon and Team SmackDown wins. And one more match for us to pick. Two more matches. Two more matches. What am I forgetting? You're forgetting the Intercontinental Oh, right. That's right. That's between right. Between The Miz and uh, Sami Zayn, and right now Dolph Ziggler on the outside looking in Survivor Series. So he's got to get involved somewhere, whether it's this match or... Whether he replaces Shane or something, you gotta see he gets involved. Well, you're just hoping that he replaces Shane so that you can n- not have to put up a, a stupid idiot picture. Well, I'm I'm hoping because to, to not have Dolph Ziggler on Survivor Series after that big reaction he got the last pay per view is crazy. They're gonna. But have go it. ahead, uh, AJ. Um, I think that Sami Zayn wins, and uh, I think he wins. Either I think they're gonna make it a triple threat match. And I think he pins Miz, and he pins Miz after Miz ends up screwing Ziggler out of winning somehow, like pulling the ref out or something along that nature. Okay. And uh, I think Sami Zayn wins the Intercontinental title at Survivor Series. You know, obviously this sort of impacts what we all expect, which is that the uh, Cruiserweight title is headed to SmackDown, and so everybody believes that you're sort of trading it off and, and putting the Intercontinental title on Raw. I've been of the opinion that you don't have to, but it, it seems almost like a fait accompli at this point, so I'll agree with you in that Sami Zayn wins. And yeah, I still think that somehow, you know, like that, that Dolph Ziggler at the beginning of the show can say, hey, I'm cashing in my rematch clause to get involved tonight. That, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that's a very logical thing for them to do, but, 
Um, I, I'll say the two of them end up fighting with each other, and Sami Zayn takes advantage of it, and Sami Zayn wins the IC title. Yeah, I'm with you on Sami Zayn. Just the, the Miz title switch is an odd one. I don't know if it's because they just want Sami Zayn to beat a heel in uh, in winning the title, or if this is going to further the Miz, Daniel Bryan, like somehow he does something that costs SmackDown the IC title. Maybe he just he blatantly, uh, you know, attacks Ziggler and walks away, lets Sami Zayn win, and, you know, we find out later that he had a deal in place that he could go over to Raw and compete for the IC title, something along those lines. But, uh, yeah, everything right now, uh, especially after Tuesday, points to Sami Zayn winning. And right. to see Sami Zayn get a belt will be uh, pretty cool. No, it, it's, he can use that right now. He had been, there's been a couple of tough weeks for Sami Zayn, so he could use something like this right now. Um, all right, and then... Uh, that'll bring us to the main event, which will be Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Yeah, I've heard of these two guys. I've heard of them. It's Fantasy Warfare. I don't know if you've heard that much. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame they don't say it. It's a shame they never bring that up. Uh, I guess the, the question that everybody's asking right now is, is, is this going to be a clean finish, or is there going to be somebody else involved? And, you know, does it set something up for Brock Lesnar moving forward? <sighs> It's all too logical to say that you have to have Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg. Like, you have to. What's the point of doing this if you're not going to have him avenge the loss? Um, I, I've I've attempted to talk myself out of that and try to figure out a different strategy, but if this really is the only match that Goldberg's going to wrestle, what the hell's the point of having him win it? you got to have Brock Lesnar win. He's supposed to be the monster, so I... I, without any, without a better option or a better plan, I'll just stick with it and Brock Lesnar wins. Duh. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought Goldberg would have a chance, but I don't think anyone realized what a reaction that Goldberg would be getting over these, you know, over this past month. I think that you know maybe they expected it for that first time, but he's been getting pretty consistent reactions every time he's come in front of the crowd, and that would be the one factor if you're looking for a reason for Goldberg to win this. That. You know, this is much bigger than they thought, and this would, if he wants to have that, you know, make this, instead of one last match, one last run, that would propel him into it. That being said, uh, if for no other reason, they're not having Brock Lesnar go 0-2 to somebody. Right. He's getting his win back here. Like, it, it, taking out everything else about it, and, you know, there are many other reasons why Brock Lesnar should win. But just to say, he's not going 0-2 against somebody, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to win. AJ? Brock Lesnar in the match? <laughs> I believe so. Is is Brock Lesnar the eater of worlds? Yes. The, the no, beast? Bray Wyatt is the eater of worlds. Yeah, okay, yeah, really? Oh, put them in the match together, and who's the eater of worlds? Yeah, it's Brock Lesnar. Uh, the Beast Incarnate? Is he in the match? Yeah, I believe he is. The guy with the sword on his chest. <laughs> yeah, that guy. The guy that used to have the diverticulitis. That guy. The guy who beat Mark Hunt's ass while juiced up. Uh, correct. All of that is, uh, I believe, uh, factually accurate. Okay. The the country strong fed white boy. Yes, him. Well, uh, you know, and keep in mind, he's also Canadian now. Oh yeah, Cana- the Canadian oh, strong white boy. Strong. He he's, might have he's white boy jacked. Right, white white boy jacked. That one. Yeah, the one. That that, him. The one that's going to head back and bang Sable after this fight. That that Brock Lesnar. Yes. He's yeah. in the match. Yes, he is. He, he wins. Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, Actually, I did. I did come up with one way that they could. They're not going to, but if they wanted to, you have Shane cost Brock the match. Yeah, and then I would. I would be in a murderous rage at that point. But yeah. uh, um, 
you're right. That's... But would you put? Are, are you saying there's a you know there is a non-zero chance of that? Oh, happening. of course, What's there's a non-zero like? chance of that happening. Shane and Brock is happening. That's very obvious. Right. For exactly, it's the thing that nobody wants, but we're going to talk ourselves into it before. This is what's going to happen. No one wants Shane and Brock, but the week beforehand, like AJ is going to be the first to come around because he always is. Like he he doesn't want it, but yet he's going to be the one that says, "Yeah, but you know it's going to be pretty cool, right?" Yeah, that's all I care about. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> Shane's gonna do something stupid and get caught in an F5, like. Yeah, it's the way it's gonna go, and so we're Shane's all. Shane's gonna try to do that cross ring jump, and Brock Lesnar's gonna jump up and F5 him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it's going. Alright, yeah. so there you go. Those are, uh, those are our picks for Survivor Series. Loser gets to enjoy a syrup bath, and by the way, I mean, it's. I put myself out on an island by picking the three uh, uh, Survivor Series. It's really going to come down to the tag and uh, women's yep. match. Correct. Absolutely. All right, Aaron, uh, we are going to uh, dismiss you. You will return to us at the uh, end of the program to help me chat That's with right. uh, Rich Swan. Enjoy uh, uh, watching a basketball game. Enjoy bludgeoning uh, this evening. All right? Well, you hope it's a bludgeoning. It's, they're playing a division. Th- I'm pretty sure these, these are people that couldn't play anywhere else. I, I'm just saying, we've seen stupider things oh, in college basketball. For God's sakes. All right, get out of here. All right. There he is, Aaron Oster. When uh, we come back in, uh, I want to talk about uh, some news related to one Shawn Michaels this week. So, AJ, I'm going to talk about that and a couple other things I want to get to. We'll do that next. Um, I'm Glenn. He's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the PressBox staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for PressBox sports once you enter pbs you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the press box staff this week anyone who beats the press box staff will automatically be qualified to win a 25 dollars royal farms gift card one winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff you need to be 18 or older to enter and live in maryland no purchase is necessary we will notify the winner through email in the pick factor app if nobody beats our entire staff the person in our league with the highest score will win the 25 dollars gift card to get the most points fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the press box pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with Pressbox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. So I have a great idea. Okay. Put me in the back of a truck. You can drive. No. With a bunch of clothes, winter clothes. No. And drive me downtown. For eight years, you've been trying to do this. <laughs> and I'll throw the clothes out to homeless people. We're not doing it that way. All right. But I do have a good idea. Okay, let me hear it. Instead, we're going to raise all these coats, and then we're going to take them to the Helping Up mission, and we're going to let them get them to the right people. But we've been doing that for like five or six years. Yeah, and it's worked really Aren't well. I'm bored with that. No. Let's do all it the right. right way. All right, well, let's do it again then. Glenn Clark, Drew Forrester, and yes, we're going to do the coat drive again this year. Tell us about who's involved and where people can take 
make their Who coats. isn't involved? We need your coats. We need your sweaters, your sweatshirts, your gloves, your hats, your socks, kids' clothing, women's clothing. We need it all. Uh, we're going to have a couple of different locations. We'll have to get that to you here eventually. But for sure, we know that we're going to go to Helping Up Mission on December the 20th to hand out all of the clothing. I'll tell you in the meantime, you can bring it by the studio, 3600 Clipper Mill Road here in Hamden, Suite 155, anytime. You can we're going to have an coats. event at Glory Days Grill on December the 13th. And we're going to do something at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square as well. Correct. And Jerry's Toyota. So we're going to have a bunch of different locations for you to drop stuff off. It's the code drive. Are you sure you don't want to do the truck? No. We're just stop, one, stop it with the truck. Just one year. No. All no, right. We'll, we'll do help, it helping one. up mission. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Stan the Fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Sometimes you gotta push through all your obstacles, not me. No matter what the options are, there is no lose, there is no fail. Back in here, segment number two. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, no Aaron Oster. Thank God, Jesus, we've been waiting. This is the show Hillbilly Jim always wanted. This is the one because I'm. It's just me and the main event. AJ Francis, um, I got some stuff I want to talk about with you, bro. Um, first of all, can we all talk about how, when when I was not when I was gone, you, you you all shat on me. So can we just shit on Aaron for a little while? Yeah, Aaron is a uh, five foot one. Correct. Correct. Um, he is an incessant dork. <laughs> <laughs> he does go out of his way. Oh, by the way, so you know it's official. We got our tickets, so we are headed down for WrestleMania now. Like we're we're good. Did you guys get mine? Uh, no, I thought you were getting your own. I thought that was. How big... could I get my own? I said that from the beginning. I would be at work. You better talk to your boy Aaron, dog. Oh, you guys are the fucking worst. Yo, he was coordinating all this shit. He got mine, so I don't know what's going on. But you wanted better seats than the ones that he wanted, or something like that. So you better talk to your boy about all that. I thought that was I thought that was settled. I was I recused myself from such a conversation. My my credit card limit's not quite high enough to cover the tickets that you wanted, bro. They were five hundred bucks, relax. Oh, Your credit card limit is over a thousand dollars and I don't want to hear another <laughs> word about it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, yeah, you got you got me on that. You got me on that. All right, but we are coming, um so I claim whichever room is better and then you can stick Aaron in like on the couch. All right. All right. Very good. I'm glad we settled that. Now a uh, couple of topics. Right, hold on, is the girl, the the missus is coming too, right? Uh, that, as of right now, she's coming. Um, I, as I shared with you privately, there could be a, a thing going on at that yeah, point. Yeah, sure. Um, but as the plan is that we are, uh, I think we're all coming. I think uh, Aaron's bringing his wife or his soon-to-be wife as well. I think it's uh, I think it's a whole weekend. And so can uh, it, so is is, ta- is your wife going with us to WrestleMania and everything? Yeah, she will. Is she going to all the events all weekend? She, I don't know. I gotta ask her about it. Okay. She will definitely be coming to WrestleMania itself. I do not know if she's going to be coming to Raw, or SmackDown, and NXT. See, that's. I think my wife is in the same boat. Like, I think she's down for WrestleMania, but I think she's looking for an excuse to like go hang out with your wife those other nights instead. 
Yeah, I'm so. sure they'll find something to okay. do. Okay, all right. Orlando's a beautiful city. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I have not been to WrestleMania, so this is a big deal for me. Uh, for you guys, obviously, this is commonplace. But um, Yeah, my third mania. I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, look at you. I am the main event, look, after all. Look at you. Look at you. All right, uh, a couple things that uh, I want to talk about with you. First of all, there is a lot of conversation centering around one Shawn Michaels. Perhaps you've heard of him. Um, he is. Yeah, I heard he was a cardiothoracic surgeon. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's what he always wanted to be. That's what that was Thanks. his that was his career goal. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, at first, it was reported that he was going to become the new head coach at the WWE Performance Center, but that is not the case. He is going to have a role as a coach at the uh, Performance Center instead. It will be, continue to be Matt Bloom, who you remember as Tensai or as Albert. Be I was going to say, say that doesn't make sense. He's going to move from San Antonio and he's going to live move out of that beautiful right. ranch life he has and right. live in Orlando. Granted, Orlando's fantastic, but I just didn't see that happening. No, it seemed it seemed strange. I agree with you. Apparently, he's going to be working with a certain number of the NXT folks that are getting ready to make the jump to the main roster. So while Matt Bloom will continue to be the head coach for the entire crew down there. Once they've identified someone as being in transition from NXT to the main roster, then they'll work with Shawn Michaels. So that's going to be the role that he's going to be in, which, you know, seems like a pretty decent role for him, right? That all makes sense. And there's not a lot of guys that I think would be better at that role than him. Maybe, maybe Taker, but the list pretty much dies there. And I think that's difficult. I think Shawn Michaels' style is more suited for wrestlers of all sizes, Correct. right? Like, I think it's more teachable to, you know, you don't have to be a certain size in order to wrestle that way. So I think that makes, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I agree with you. The, the, what's what's coming from this is that it's continuing the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago after AJ Styles tweeted out this picture that showed Shawn Michaels and the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, and everybody freaked out about it on Twitter. It's continuing the conversation of, well, if he's coming back to work, wouldn't he be interested in another match? And this week, Seth Rollins, in an interview, openly campaigned, said, hey, if Shawn Michaels is coming back for a match, it shouldn't be with AJ Styles. It should be with me, because literally everything I do is based on my obsession with Shawn Michaels. So I guess this is like, I, I, I want to have an open discussion. It's not just a simple question. But your thoughts on not just Shawn Michaels getting involved again, but whether or not you think this really does fuel the fire that he's going to wrestle again, and if so, the ideal way that he gets back involved. Um, I know you weren't at WrestleMania this year um, because you're just a loser. All right, but that's enough. For the, those of us that were, and as you know, I'm the main event. I was. Were, were you there? I didn't. I didn't uh, notice. Yeah, I, was I actually, didn't. I was actually in the fourth row. Did Did anybody um, ever see you on like TV? I don't. Yeah, I don't, but you know, I had the job and out poster and everything. It was a pretty I big do, deal. I do remember? Um, but actually, last night on the season finale, or no, not season finale, whatever, Total Divas came on last night, and uh, my wife uh, showed me that I was actually on Total Divas. Oh, are you at, serious? At WrestleMania. Oh, that's yeah, kind of awesome. That's a couple awesome. times you could see me. That's really cool. Um, but uh, because I was so close to the ring at WrestleMania, fourth row, like I said, um, Shawn Michaels looked great. Yeah, I mean, he looked fantastic. He looked better than he had 
since he retired. Like he he looked better than he did right before he retired. Um, so I I think if he's if his heart's in it and he wants to come back, God bless him. And I think that it could potentially solve an issue that you brought up earlier in the show, Glenn. Oh. I think you go Triple H, Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble. Oh. Seth Rollins can't. Uh, Seth Rollins wins, and then you find a way for Shawn Michaels to get involved and say, you know what, you beat Triple H, but the way you did it, I didn't like that. Yeah. And I'm gonna come defend my boy. And Man. Then you have Seth Rollins, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Okay, here's why I don't like that. And and I'm first of all, I like Seth Rollins, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania because I have a brain and I'm not an idiot. That would be unbelievable. I don't like the setup because you're trying, at least it seems, to get Seth Rollins over as the top face on Raw, and that would be a pretty abrupt turn to then have him become such a drastic heel in the span of a few months. I mean, if you're working a program, I don't think I don't think he has to be the heel against Shawn Michaels. I think Shawn Michaels can come back and super kick enough people that everyone likes to become. The okay, heel but if the this song. is just going to be one match. Do you think there's any way Shawn Michaels is going to allow himself to come back for one match as the heel? And it's also, you're also forgetting, bro, this is WrestleMania. They don't really care about face heel at WrestleMania. That's, there's an argument for that, and I'll hear that out. There's certainly an argument for that. I know you saw Hogan Rock. Yes. I, I, I remember, oh, I remember it well. Uh, I was actually, I had a, a roommate. I was a freshman in college at the time, and my roommate was actually more obsessed with The Rock than you are. Like he, I mean, he had the tattoos, he had everything. He was on the uh, soccer team. And, like, literally before every game, he would stand in the mirror and, and, like, recite phrases from The Rock to get hyped for the game. Like, I mean, he was a nerd, and I thought he was going to murder everyone on our floor when people started booing The Rock that night. <laughs> like, it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been. Like, he was screaming. I was like, dude, it's wrestling. We're going to be okay. Like, settle down, man. And he was not okay with it. Um, I... Here's my thought, right? And and Aaron brought it up, and I I I just I didn't want to believe it, but it is to me perhaps the most logical thing that you could do if you're going to have Shawn Michaels involved, which is this you don't what's the what's the end game for the Miz and Daniel Bryan, right? Like there's no obvious end game if we're sticking to the idea that Daniel Bryan can't wrestle. And so what would make more sense than the guy that trained Daniel Bryan, the guy that's you know put his his name on the line for Daniel Bryan to be the guy that steps in and does his bidding for him. Now, is that the best match that we can get out of this? With no offense to The Miz, who's, who's a quality performer, I think you could ask for a better stylistic match for Shawn Michaels if he's going to have one back. But That also could be Miz's big opportunity to, to prove everyone that's ever doubted him wrong. Yeah, it would be quite the F.U. If The Miz beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania in his one match back, like... I mean, that's a pretty major middle finger, right? Like, that's a pretty significant moment. Um, again, I, I don't love it, but it's practical, and I don't know what else. I, I hear your argument for practicality and for Seth Rollins, and, you know, maybe you say to Seth, hey, you've been a good soldier, and you've done everything we've asked of you, and so because of that, we want to reward you with this match against Shawn Michaels, and I could certainly see that being a possibility. By the way, if they just decided for the hell of it to have Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho dance at WrestleMania again, I think we'd all throw high fives. It's not a great use of Shawn Michaels, but it would be a fucking incredible moment. 
not only the moment, but the the two month build. Oh God, it would the, be unreal. Yeah. And, and even Shawn Michaels comes back and makes Jericho put his title on the line. Oh, I mean his career on the line. It would be that would be marvelous. I mean that would be fucking marvelous. Um, I, I am I I will admit when we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, I was still like ninety ten. It's not happening. There's just no way it's happening. But I'm still a solid seventy five twenty five. It's not happening. Really? Yeah, bro. Shawn Michaels. If Shawn Michaels wanted to come back, he could have came back a long time ago. Okay, but I don't think he wants to come back and like perform for a, a stretch. Like I don't think he wants a six month run. But I could absolutely see Shawn Michaels saying, "Look, I'll come back and work with these kids." And the hell, if I'm going to be working, if I'm going to be in a ring doing stuff, what? Why wouldn't I have a match? You know, why wouldn't you create something for me? And I'm, I'm probably not at fifty fifty yet, but I'm probably closer to like forty sixty um, that I think it might happen. I just. It, hell, you're working anyway. You're getting into the ring with these kids and and going to work. As you said, you're leaving this wonderful life that you have in Texas to come spend, even if it's not full time, but a significant portion of time. It's got to be in Orlando, right? Like you, you're there, and it's in Orlando where WrestleMania is going to be. So, like, you know, I just thought of this. Uh, Royal Rumble's in San Antonio, right? Right. Correct. So you could have him appear at the Rumble. You have him show up and super kick Seth Rollins out. Oh, oh, that would be really good. Yeah, Seth Rollins started like number one, right? Work his whole, work his whole way, and then he gets knocked out with like four people to go. That wouldn't suck. I mean, that wouldn't. I mean, it would suck for Seth Rollins, but if that, it would. That would be a plausible way to make Shawn Michaels a heel, um, which is difficult because it's Shawn effing Michaels that we're talking about. Um, it's a plausible way to make him a heel. He he can be involved physically in something, and 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 that works pretty well. What if you? Wh- oh, they could even give him like an honorary role for Royal Rumble if they're trying to use him to sell tickets, right? Like they could yeah. say you don't really necessarily need like an, a, a guest referee for the Royal Rumble, but you could make him like the guest observer of the Royal Rumble or something like that. And, or like make him guest commissioner or something? Yeah, something along those lines. And that would set, oh god, I like that. Shit, I hate you for the fact that I love that so much. That would be really wonderful. That would be really wonderful. You still, you sure you're not talking yourself into beyond 7525? Yeah, I'm, I still don't think, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Alright, alright, fair enough. Just um, like, I, just like I hope I'm wrong about the fact that I don't think Rock Brock is ever gonna happen. Oh, alright, that's happening. And that's a thousand. I, I told you. So. I told you that's happening. It's not happening this year because it's it's Brock Shane. That's what we're getting, and we and we'll like it. That's the way that it goes. All right. The other one um, that I wanted to bring up with you. The other topic is I was perusing some of the uh, the rags this week, and I came across an article at Cage Side Seats. That's the SB Nation uh, pro wrestling site. Uh, it was a column, and let me let me give credit to the author since I'm bringing it up. It was a column titled "Is Chris Jericho Damaging." Kevin Owens it was written. No. <laughs> All right. No, the answer to that question. Okay. Let me let me make the article. Unfortunately, I don't even know who the author is because they have this weird thing. It doesn't say it at the top of the page. Um, essentially, the argument that they're making is that we all know Chris Jericho has been like God's fucking gift to professional wrestling in in the past three months. I mean, he's been. It's among the finest work that he's ever done, and it comes out of this weird phase where he was doing the cool dad routine, and it was awkward, and we were sort of like, man, 
Is it just totally stale with Chris Jericho? No, it's not. He's still fucking Chris Jericho, and he's still absolute gold. And I don't think it was ever awkward. I think what it was is you all got you all all knowing wrestling fans assumed that he was going to be gone any time now. So you didn't think that everything he was doing was like character development and building up to a point. Well, in fairness, I mean, I don't know that we were wrong necessarily. Chris Jericho has come out and said, this has been a month to month thing. Like it's, it's just happened to continue because it's going so well. The, The plan was not for him to stick around like this. It's just that this, this clicked so well that, you know, why abandon it at this point? And he said, moving forward, it's still month to month. Like he's not, he doesn't have a long-term agreement. He had a three- to four-month run in place with WWE and just agreed, you know, it's 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 going too well. Why give it up right now? And and he sees the same thing we're seeing. This is as, as, as well as he's done in his entire career. I mean, as far as connecting with the audience is yeah. concerned. Um, the argument in the column is that here you have the universal champion, and it's a first-time champion and someone that you're trying to get over. And instead of having him be the focal point of every show, his his buddy, his cop buddy, if you will, his is best friend in the whole wide world. Right, is the guy every week that you're waiting for that you want to see what Chris Jericho is going to do, and that it's prevented you from fully putting Kevin Owens over individually. Why is that wrong? Um, I think just the 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 notion that. Kevin Owens has to be the guy in that situation. I feel as if because by association he's getting the rub too because he's working with Jericho. And I think once they split and they go their different ways, whichever way it ends up being, whether it be Jericho goes out on top or Kevin Owens goes out on top, I think it benefits both of them because of how hot they both are right now. Um, But I also will say there's been plenty of times where – the guy, the guy you wanted to get over with the title, right. didn't get over at all by himself. So, a okay. la Roman Reigns, a right. la Seth Rollins, a la uh, Dean Ambrose. So you think maybe this has actually helped Kevin Owens because I instead think. of having to, to, to swim on his own, he's had a life preserver. Exactly. And in the process, he's found things that work that's worked for him in the process working with Chris Jericho and things that he can take from the relationship with Chris Jericho once they do go their separate ways. Okay, I I hear your argument and I by the way, I'm I, I, the funny thing is when I clicked on this column, I thought what I was going to read was that it's they've failed to get him over as a mega heel, that he's he's been too popular because he's been associated with Chris Jericho and that's been the problem is that the guy that's supposed to be the super heel is instead too over and too well liked, and the crowd is too. But into Kevin the list. Owens has never been, to me. Maybe other people see him that way, but I've never seen Kevin Owens as a superhero. To me, when I think superhero, I think Rusev. I think Braun Strowman. You think more monster? Yes. Right. I don't think to me Kevin Owens is a heel because he's an asshole. Right. He's obnoxious. He's just just like Chris Jericho is a heel because he's an asshole. Yeah. And the problem is. When you're really good at being an asshole, people like you. Right. And that's why Kevin Owens gets cheered even when he's a heel. Seth Rollins gets cheered when he's a heel. Chris Jericho gets cheered when he's a heel. CM Punk gets cheered when he's a heel. Because when you're really good at being an asshole, there are enough assholes that go to wrestling events 
that like that. Okay, I would agree with you. Um, God, I don't like that we're agreeing. I really want to fight with you. No, you're a fucking asshole, and you're wrong. Um, no, I, I think you're right about that. And I'll say, additionally, I actually think that Kevin Owens, in the process, has maybe developed more of a... Well, that's not true. I, I, you know, I just talk myself out of that. I think his character was always this good. Um, I, I, I think that seeing him interact with another human being is another layer to it, right? Whereas in the past, you know, he was Lone Wolf, you know, and I, and that's why I was kind of opposed to this. I was always kind of opposed to the, the best friend thing because it didn't fit the character that we had. Yeah, you Chris hated Erica. the idea. I did at the beginning. I'm like, you, you idiot. Oh, I know. I clearly, I am an idiot because it's you given us fucking incredible. Yeah, you're right. I'm, well, Aaron's a stupid idiot. He's the one that's going to have the picture. Um, but no, you're right. I was opposed to it because I said, this doesn't make sense. That Kevin Owens character doesn't have best friends. It doesn't work that way. And why, it's also why it's important that this ultimately ends with, with him screwing over Jericho. Like, it's gotta work that way to set up Jericho being, you know, getting yeah, one. That's why I think it's good too, because it's clear that when they do split out of this, Jericho's gonna be the face. Right. And he's right. gonna be so over as a face. And Kevin Owens screwing Jericho? Is going to get him so much heat, so much heat. Right, right, right. Your level heat. No, you're when right. He, when he eliminates Chris Jericho from the Royal Rumble, oh man, that will be wonderful, won't it? That'll be they, really they wonderful. Both end up being in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Still have the title, blah blah blah. But when that happens, or when Jericho is going to get a title shot and Kevin Owens screws him, or Kevin or Jericho gets a title shot and then he cheats to beat Chris Jericho, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's he's gonna, going to get so much heat for that. You're and right. That's, I think this relationship works. It'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. All right. Um, I guess let's pause there. Um, I, I, I apologize that you're not going to be with us to chat with Rich Swan. I can only tell you it, it's, it's great, and I, I hope you get to hear it. And I don't want to give away anything because it's, it's really magical. But let me let you plug everything that you've got to plug. Tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy and the awesome things that you and your dad are doing for our, our community this holiday season. Yeah, we um, Francis Sports Academy, we're doing a food drive. Uh, uh, we did one last Sunday at the women's basketball game. We got, um, I want to say, like $300 worth of uh, canned goods. Awesome. For Sarah's house, which is a emergency uh, housing unit for families that their house burned down or they're dealing with domestic violence and they had to get out of the house and whatever the issue is and they need housing, um, uh, they go there and we got like $300 worth of canned goods at the women's game and we're expecting that to be our worst game because we are also doing the men's game which this Sunday, which will have more people come. Um, and we're doing the Rutgers football game versus Maryland at the end of the month as well. So um, just bring canned goods to the games um, and, you know, make a donation to the Francis Sports Academy. Um, we're stopping basketball training right now simply because um, it's basketball season. Yeah, your dad's got a coach, right? <laughs> yeah, my dad's got a coach. Um, but as soon as the fo- season, football season's over, we're going to get with football training. I'm going to be doing that. So, you know, you guys just look out for Francis Sports Academy. We're doing really big things. And um, you can follow us on Instagram at Francis underscore sports. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Francis underscore sports. Or you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Francis 410. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck on Sunday night against the Packers, and we will talk to you next week. When we come back in, Aaron and I will chat with Baltimore's own WWE Cruiserweight Rich, Rich Swan. That's next. 
I'm Glenn, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. So I have a great idea. Okay. Put me in the back of a truck. You can drive. No. With a bunch of clothes, winter clothes. No. And drive me downtown. For eight years, you've been trying to do this. And I'll throw the clothes out to homeless people. We're not doing it that way. All right. But I do have a good idea. Okay, let me hear it. Instead, we're going to raise all these coats, and then we're going to take them to the Helping Up mission, and we're going to let them get them to the right people. But we've been doing that for like five or six years. Yeah, and it's worked really well. I'm bored with that. No. Let's do it the right way. All right, well, let's do it again then. Glenn Clark, Drew Forrester, and yes, we're going to do the coat drive again this year. Tell us about who's involved and where people can take. Who isn't involved? We need your coats. We need your sweaters, your sweatshirts, your gloves, your hats, your socks, kids' clothing, women's clothing. We need it all. Uh, we're going to have a couple of different locations. We'll have to get that to you here eventually. But for sure, we know that we're going to go to Helping Up Mission on December the 20th to hand out all of the clothing. I'll tell you in the meantime, you can bring them by the studio, 3600 Clipper Mill Road here in Hamden, Suite 155, anytime. You can we're going to have an coats. event at Glory Days Grill on December the 13th. And we're going to do something at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square as well. Correct. And Jerry. Toyota. So we're going to have a bunch of different locations for you to drop stuff off. It's the coat drive. Are you sure Eight. you don't want to do the truck? No. Drive? We're just stop, one, stop it with the truck. Just one year. No. All no, right. We'll, we'll do help it the helping up mission. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita the NFL Chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football, Football Show. show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every no, once in a while. No, I just try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either it's stink a, or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here. Pressbox com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever... You're in the mood for NFL, college football, 10 sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to noon every Sunday. The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show. Pressboxonline.com slash radio. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the PressBox staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for PressBox Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the PressBox staff. This week, anyone who beats the PressBox staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the press box pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store.
back in here on Jobbing Out. Uh, AJ not here, and he's really mad at us about this. But um, you know, we make our we make our schedule around our next guest. That's just the way that it goes. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Uh, Aaron, you know me. I am born and bred in Baltimore. It's my home. You spend a lot of time in Baltimore with the Baltimore Sun, and I could not be more proud of our next guest and seeing what he's accomplishing as a Baltimorean himself. Uh, he is Rich Swan, and uh, he is getting ready for the debut of 205 Live coming up on November 29th on the WWE Network, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Rich, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us today. Man, thank you for having me on here. You know I love to do this, man. Oh, dude, you love to do everything. What don't you love? You're like the happiest dude on the face of the planet. Hey, man, you know, taking the things that I've gone through, you gotta keep a smile on every single day, you know what I'm saying? It's incredible. It's really incredible that you have that approach. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I just, let me go back for a second, cause we're Baltimore, I'm a Baltimore guy, I'm Mr. Baltimore in many ways. Just, when you were a young man in this city, if somebody had approached you and said, dude, one day, you're gonna be a focal point of your own television show. One day, you're gonna be performing in front of thousands and upon thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands here pretty soon. What would you have said to them? I would have told them they were a liar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know how Baltimore is. I love Baltimore to death. But, uh, man, it's definitely it's a, tough. A, a story, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, Rich, uh, I this is the second time I've gotten to talk to you in a few months, and I'm just thrilled about that. But, uh... What have these last few months been like for you? The Cruiserweight Classic, getting on Raw, beating the Cruiserweight Champion on Raw. What, just what have these past few months been like? The past few months have been a roller coaster, you know what I mean? Uh, dating back to Memphis, my debut on Monday Night Raw, like the crowd, like hearing the reception, the reaction, and how they're taking to the Cruiserweights, and now we're going to get our own show. Uh, you're not only going to be able to see us on Monday nights, but you'll be able to see us on Tuesdays as well following SmackDown at 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? So it's definitely a lot of action. They have us on NXT. We're bouncing around, and I'm loving it. I want to go back to one moment. During the, during the Classic, you come to the ring, and the crowd there in Orlando is screaming out, half of them, can you handle this, the other half all night long. It was one of the most surreal moments I've ever felt as a wrestling fan. Definitely. What was like that that like for you? For me, man, like it's a dream come true. Like for every sports entertainer, for every wrestler that dreams of that one moment to come out and to perform like that and to have the energy and the electric of the WWE universe. Like, it's it's unspeakable. I can't even think of any words to, you know, describe that feeling. And, you know, not just myself, uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Scotland, I got to feel that feeling for somebody else. Uh, Noam Dar, mm-hmm. who's 23 years old, he debuts in Scotland. He comes out, the crowd is electric, and to feel something like that is, like, it's amazing. You know, that's what the WWE is all about. It's incredible. You know, uh, a lot of these guys you've worked with before who are in the cruiserweight division, some are kind of new to you. How do you feel that the, uh, especially on Raw, how do you feel the first few months of the uh, cruiserweight division have gone? 
Uh, I think the cruiserweight division has definitely made an impact. Uh, I think the people are definitely getting to know some of the superstars like TJ Perkins. People are falling in love with Cedric Alexander. People, well, myself, (laughs) guys like Brian Kendrick. But nonetheless, he is a vocal point in the cruiserweight division. He's the cruiserweight champion. You know what I mean? So, but we're definitely making waves on Monday Night Raw. And uh, with the new show, dude, any possibilities. So Rich Swan is with us here on Jobbing Out. This is interesting because you're going into uh, Survivor Series this weekend, and the future of the cruiserweight division is at stake. And I and I wonder like how you're rooting because you got a couple of wins over the champion, right? But like Tuesday night versus Monday night, like I don't I don't know what's best for you guys. Where's your head at about the future of the division? You know, uh, like you said, you have two victories over Brian Kendrick, um, and I feel like. If Kendrick was to lose against the Survivor Series, I feel like I'd have to start all the way back from scratch in order to prove myself on SmackDown. Um, Nonetheless, as much as I don't agree with certain tactics that Brian Kendrick does go about, I do respect him, and I do want him to keep the Cruiserweight division on Raw because... Let's face it, Monday Night Raw is the flagship show, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's where it's where you guys are, you know what I mean? Like, I get that, I get that. But, the, you know, the Tuesday night thing would be kind of, you got 205 Daniel Live, right? Daniel yeah. there. Hey, you know, SmackDown Live, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. No? If it's, if <laughs> it, if, right, what, what, <laughs> what may be might be, right? Like, it just, you work from there. Uh, you know, fact of the matter is I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm ready to kill it on Raw or SmackDown either way. You know, I just feel like Brian Kendrick needs to do it. <laughs> uh, 205 Live, what do you expect to come from that? What are, what are we going to get to see from this new show? Because obviously we've seen a lot of, you know, we've been getting the spotlights on the Cruiserweight division, but what's 205 Live going to do for the division? You know, 205 Live is going to be an extra hour to elevate some of these guys. It's going to be guys like Akira Tozawa, T.J. Perkins, myself. You're going to have, you know, the Bollywood boys, let's say, Ho-Ho Loon, like the list goes on and on, Grand Metallic, you know what I mean? And this roster is going to excite the WWE Universe. We're going to defy limitations, you know what I mean? We're going to do things that people never would have thought could happen in sports entertainment. That's what you can expect from 205 Live. I'm just saying, people better be selling out the 999 for the WWE <laughs> Network because it's going to be something you're not going to want to miss. We can expect a fair amount of dancing, too, on 205 Live, right? Of course. Okay. You always bring the groove train. <laughs> speaking, speaking of dancing, i got to ask, which do you prefer coming out to? Obviously, the, your WWE theme fantastic but all night long that was fantastic as well which you know if you had to gun your head choose which theme would you come out to hey man Uh, that's a tough one um obviously the can you handle this i love it it's really good (laughs) it's 
Really I make Glenn the play it as much as I can. Yeah. The beat's amazing. The people get into it. I get into it. Um, but, well, I know Richie's a classic. You know? I don't know. That's a hard, that's a tough question. That's why the moment, that's why the moment was so cool with everybody singing both songs, right? Like, cause it just is appreciation of all of it and appreciation of you as a performer that we care so much about it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really incredible. Uh, he, He's Rich Swan again. 205 Live debuts November 29th on the WWE Network, 10 o'clock, right after WWE SmackDown Live. Uh, make sure, as Rich said, to get your, ten, get your 999 out and get signed up for the WWE Network. Rich, I, I want to come back to, to Baltimore for a second. Um, how much are you still connected to folks in this city? Do you, you know, are, are your friends here, or have you just sort of said, hey, look, I needed to, because of everything that I was dealing with, I needed to get my life and sort of go somewhere else? You know, I never turn my back on my people. Uh, my cousin still lives in Baltimore. Uh, one of my best friends that I grew up with since I was yay high. Uh, I still talk with him. You know, he hits me up. Uh, we actually got into wrestling together and, uh, he, he decided to, uh, leave professional wrestling. I decided to pursue it and he calls me every Monday and he's hype. Cruiserweights to cruiserweights, Monday Night Raw, like, and, uh, I always gotta stay connected with my people in Baltimore. That's cool. You know. When, when you see, okay, so like, it, it's bizarre, but James Ellsworth mm-hmm. is making it work on SmackDown, Patrick right? Patrick Clark down in... Patrick Clark. Is it, do you, is there like a, a Maryland to Baltimore takeover of professional wrestling right now? Hey man, we're just bright different. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got the entertainment factor, the skills, the ability, and, you know, People just love Marylanders. Hey, man, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, it's the most exciting thing that we've ever seen, man. Like, we are so it, – it's just so cool. Do you – I mean, do you talk to those guys about it? Like, have you had conversations about guys? Oh, that- yeah. Uh, when when uh, I met up with James Ellsworth um, in Scotland about two weeks ago, and I saw him, and we both looked at each other, and we said, man – this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go see James Ellsworth when I was about 14 or 15 years old. Wow. The guy, he's got some skill, man. Wow. He's got some skill. That's I'll so tell you cool. That. That's so cool, man. I mean, like, it's, I got goosebumps you talking about that right now. See, now, now I have this picture of the cruiserweight division moving to SmackDown and then seeing a Rich Swan James Ellsworth oh, tag team. Oh, God! I would, I would love that. Oh, I would love it. Oh, my God. It would be the most exciting moment ever. It would be, I don't know if there's any way we can get you to come out, like, wearing Orioles hats or something like that as you did it. Like, we got, we got to figure out a way to make that work, man. But that would be, Unbelievable. Hey, hey, Rich, beyond, uh, you know, like, it, it's funny right now because you're just in here, but can you give me, like, a goal? Like, beyond, I know you want to win the Cruiserweight title, but have you thought about, like, the opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania, something along those uh, lines? Have you thought about those types of things? That's definitely my number one goal in this company is to definitely wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah. I wouldn't want anything more in the world than to compete at WrestleMania. That's the biggest stage. That's where every person in this profession wants to get to. On that card, 
That's the number one goal right now for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just the thought of being performing. You know, you're, you're not that far removed from performing in front of a couple of hundred people or even less than that. The thought of going from that to a hundred thousand people or so, I mean, like, it's 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 incredible. It is the thought of it. You know, we ac- we actually had a talk last week about just kind of the nature of the cruiserweight division and if uh, cruiserweights. If they should kind of interact more with the rest of the with the rest of the roster, if they should kind of stay in their own little insulated uh, world, what's your take on that? Uh, you know, I'm happy wherever. If I'm wrestling somebody that's 205 and under, awesome. If I'm wrestling somebody 205 and over, sweet. I'd like to take my chances, but for right now, my main goal is just to focus on the division and to get this division to where it needs to be. And that's the main goal right now. The 205 Live, you sense this is going to be really a wrestling show, sort of way like the classic was, that when you tuned in, you were going to get wrestling and guys going at it. Do you get the sense that's what we're going to get from 205 Live as well? You know, 205 Live is definitely going to be exciting like that. Uh, the Cruiserweight Classic inspired 205 Live. So I'm telling you, you're definitely going to want to tune in to 205 Live. Um, you're going to get some crazy action. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's plain and simple. You're going to get great entertainment, crazy action, high-flying, great technical wrestling. You're going to see guys from all over the world honing their craft and their skills for the WWE Universe and... You're not going to want to blink is telling you that. Is there one guy that you want to get that singles match, that spotlight singles match on on uh, 205 Live? Uh, Akira Tozawa. Mm. Mm. He's so good. <laughs> I love Akira Tozawa. Uh, we've competed against each other all over the world, and to do that in front of the WWE Universe would be, uh, it would be amazing. Yeah, it, it really that would I I would that wouldn't suck in any way. It wouldn't suck in any way. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Rich, I know you got a million of these things that you got to do today. We we can't tell you how much we appreciate the time. Uh, is there any yeah, chance you guys having me any time? Is, is there exactly. any chance if I just started randomly singing a little Lionel, Lionel Richie here? Is there any chance you'd sing along with me? Oh, of course. Well, my friends, the time has come. To raise the roof, raise the roof and, and have, have some, some fun. fun. <laughs> Throw away the way is worth to be done. done. Let the music play on. <laughs> oh, that was that was the highlight of my week. I can't even begin to tell you. Bunch of giddy right now. He's beaming. I've oh. never seen him like this. Oh, Rich Swan. Oh man. Uh, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> dude, seriously, uh, we can't tell you how many fans you have uh, back home here. It, it, watching this happen has been so special. Um, we're going to plug your Twitter, at Gotta Get Swan, and we know that t- the 29th, Tuesday night, 10 o'clock for 2.05 Live on the WWE Network. Rich, thank you so much for taking the time for us, man, and continued success to you. Thank you, and again for having me. Oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. I've never seen you just beaming as much. Like, I've seen you hold your kid, and you're not beaming as much. Yeah, well, now, wait a second. Now, that's a little disparaging. Wow. I love me some Rich Swan. I love me some Rich Swan. And we didn't, you know, like, if you don't know Rich Swan's story, what he came from, 
Um, the most direct comparison I can make to Rich Swan, uh, you know, we're both Maryland basketball guys. AJ's a Maryland mm-hmm. basketball guy. Is uh, Juan Dixon? Yep, it's exactly. The, the most, e- the easiest comparison. Um, lost both parents to a horrendous drug and crime uh, culture in our city, and overcame, overcame, fought, battled, got out of it. Um, had an aunt who took him in, yep. raised him. He he both trained to be a wrestler and finished, you know, got went back and finished high school uh, at the same time. He, and just his story, not just that, but like the the little details that how he goes up to Pennsylvania. He he wants to be he wants to be a pro wrestler. He starts when he's really young, but he also wants to be a regular athlete. But they say no, you can't be an athlete because you're a pro wrestler. Yeah. Like and then going to Japan, training in the dojos there. He's and for him to say. Well, I have to, I have to have fun, or I have to smile. You know, like when you've been through what I've been through, yep. you just I'm like, dude, I don't know how you're able to, but God freaking bless you, man. And the, the entertainment that you provide us, and the happiness that you've given me, and the uh, the joy that I see. You know, it's funny, like in our lives, and I know you're not, you're not a Baltimorean, so it's not the same for you. And I'm not saying that. You identify with a couple of different places, right? You know, like you think of Tampa as a sort of a home. But I, I'm DC's definitely more where, of a DC guy, right? DC is where guy. you're from. Yes. And, you know, Batista had a connection with D.C., and it was a real connection with D.C. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't contrived in any way. Um, I've, in, in my life, Baltimore's had Gilbert. That's what we've had. Um, nothing, they take nothing Stacey away from... Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler, but she's not a wrestler. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, no. it's not... Right, but and no, I don't want to take it. You're right. I don't want to take anything away from Stacey Keeler. But on, on the on the United States of wrestling map, the Maryland right has is, always is been known Gilbert. as right. Correct. Yeah. As far as wrestlers are concerned, specifically, because I do think yeah. Stacey Keeler as a personality and right, as right, a right. you know celebrity was significant. But as far as wrestlers are concerned, we had Gilbert. And I know that's a dumb thing, but like when you're a sports fan, you're sort of used to rooting for the guys that are from your backyard. Like I've I've had my differences with Michael Phelps, but. The hell if when he hits the pool, I don't root a little bit harder for him than I do, no offense, even for Katie Ledecky, who's right. running down the street. But I just don't associate – I associate Michael Phelps with me. You know, yes, like, no, it's, I, it's I, I know his family. I know – I know. you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the way it is. We've desperately wanted this guy who was ours, who was un- – he was ours. He was Baltimore. To, to have someone come out and from – you know, from his days back in the Indies, whenever you mm-hmm. would, you know, I, I've, I've been going back and watching a lot of Shakara lately, and he's shown up a few times. You know, the announcers always manage, you know, from Charm City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has never, he has always been from Baltimore, Maryland. And and as you said, you know, it's clearly, you know, disconnected at this point from Baltimore. I get that, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're doing this for a living now. You're based, like everybody else, you're based out of Florida. That's the way that it goes. Um, and that's fine. It's fine. But yet he still hails from Baltimore, Maryland. And when you hear that, I don't care how old I am. I don't care how much I know better. It's still going to make me smile a little bit more. The fact that the guy from Baltimore, Maryland, also happens to be one of the most entertaining performers. Um, we've had such a connection with him as a performer, whether it's at an in, in indie or now in the, in the classic. That dude, when I talk about that moment, I legitimately get goosebumps. Thinking about that night where the crowd was just banging both of them back off of him, where half the crowd... I don't even remember which match it was now that I think about it. I think it was his first match. I don't think it was. I think it was... Second match, maybe? It might have been the second match. Okay. But with just half of them with the Can You... Because I don't think anybody really knew the Can You Handle This song yet. And so for the crowd to be banging half of that and then right back all night... And, like, he had to stop. Right. 
That's why I wanted to, like, he had to stop. He, you could just tell, like, he was like, holy shit. He's, he's had you crowds know. sing all Correct. night long to him. Right. That. But, but he's, yeah. here he's existed in the WWE for all of a couple of matches. Yeah. And they're singing, you know, like, along with it. I just, it, it, it means a lot to me. And that's nerdy, and it sounds like I'm being too emotional about this. And you know what? Fuck you guys. You're wrestling fans. You know what this is all about. Like, we have not had this as Baltimoreans. We haven't. And to have it now in this guy. To take nothing away from James, and we love James. You know what I mean? Like, we love him. He has not been billed from Baltimore, Maryland once, because why would he be billed from anywhere? Right. Um, he doesn't get an entrance. Correct. Well, he actually has gotten an entrance well, yes. recently, but, but not yeah. for not for a match. He has not had an entrance for a match of late. Yes. Um, it's And, and Pat, maybe Patrick at some point. You know, I don't know where Patrick will say he's built from. I have no Typically idea. Typically, it's been D.C. Yeah, so. so I would assume that's the case. This is our guy. And so it means a little bit more to me for that reason. And it's going to forever mean a little bit more to me. And just, again, it's one thing to have a guy. That guy could be, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage anyone, but, you know, it could be... Um, a decent guy who you don't really connect correct. with. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm this, trying this to... This is a guy who, let's, let's be honest. If it could be Curtis was, Axel. Yeah, if this guy was from Minneapolis... You'd, you'd still, still love, love him. him. Yeah. Yeah. You'd still be all in on Rich Swan if he was in Minneapolis. But the fact that he's ours, yep. um, it's just a little bit more special to me. And I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to nerd the show up and I don't mean to do all that, but it's a little That's bit more special. That's what this show special. is for. Yeah. That, that, that really is what this show is for. I hope that, I hope that you understand when we're cynical, when we hate shit, when we bitch about shit. It's because shit, the highs are like this. That's yeah. the thing. We know what wrestling can be. Right. I, I get Rich Swan. I get Rich Swan out of the whole deal. You know, for everything I put up with, everything I don't like as a wrestling fan, I get to watch Rich Swan. And I get to have that connection and have that feeling. And that was awesome. Just really appreciate it. And I hope we get to talk to him again. I, you know, I hope that uh, we can continue that relationship. And, you know, he's great. I know that he can't. You know, if you say, hey, boy, some of his answers are a little like, he's well, he's working with WWE right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a company man. Like, yeah. that's the way that he is. And I respect that. I hope he will forever be in that position where he's got to be careful in how he has to answer questions. But um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and the one thing, I, I didn't really get to bring this up, but he, he kind of answered it anyways. You know, when I when I had talked to him, I, I got a chance to talk to him for the Sun before the Cruiserweight Classic start. And, you know, he had been with uh, the company for about a year, and he had, you know, he's been on the Florida circuit here and there. Uh, and he was saying, you know, I haven't really been frustrated, but I've been just like really wanting to be able to show my stuff because I know that when yeah. I do, I, you know, I can get that connection. I can get that reaction. And to, you know, he's gotten his chance. He got his moment mm-hmm. and he ran with it. No, he definitely did. And he's clearly connected with crowds. And it's one, been one of the few things that's actually worked so far in the uh, cruiserweight uh, yep. division. But I have great hope for 205 Live. That's why I brought up the wrestling show thing. And again, he can't speak. Every time he's going to answer questions, he's like, dude, I'm going to do whatever they ask me to do. Right. right? And he has to say that. It's like talking to an athlete, you know, hey, would you rather be playing a wide receiver or would you rather be playing quarterback? Whatever the coach wants exactly. me to do. Exactly. That's the yep. way that it goes. Um, but what makes me so excited about it is the thought that it's going to be like the Cruiserweight Classic in that it's going to be wrestling. That you're going to tune in. It's going to be less, not no storyline, not no, but less, you know, backstage stuff. And more, put these guys in a ring, let them do what they do best for an hour. I, I do think you just need to be careful there where it's not just, okay, we're going to put you guys out there and that's going to be what gets you over and nothing else. No, no, no. I, I, no, no right. I'm just saying that they I have to be I was, careful. There. I was actually thinking about this based on the conversation we had last week and you brought it up with him. I was thinking about how 205 Live could present the opportunity for you know, using these guys in other ways, like keeping them involved in the cruiserweight division through 205 mm-hmm. Live and then putting them, you know, having them engage with other people right. on – 
the roster during the course of right. if it's SmackDown, which a lot of people think that it will be, um, or if it's Raw, you know, however you use them. Right. And I think that'd be really, really cool. All right. Um, so if you weren't with us at the beginning of the show, I, I don't never know how you could get to this point without being this. At the beginning. I'm just a radio guy. I keep thinking yeah. about that. Uh, but Aaron and I, we all had a goofy schedule this week. It's mostly, it's, it's somewhat Rich Swan's fault because we had to work around his schedule. It's a lot Aaron's fault because he's going to the stupid basketball game tonight. Well, what about AJ's fault for, you well, know? having a job? Well, this is my job. Basketball's my job no, too. Lord. Maryland, St. Mary's College of Maryland. Dude, you've, you've pushed back things for much worse games than that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It's a really that. bad game. Dude, it's Maryland basketball. That immediately goes Technically, up. technically it is. Um, hey, if you guys want so, to start paying me to right, drop right. these shifts. Yeah, bro, I'm with you. So here we are. Um, Aaron and I are going to do this segment uh, because we recorded this one completely out of we could This show, one day we'll write a book about how this show came together. Um, and we're going to do a quick count. We haven't done a quick count in a while, but there's a lot happening outside of the WWE right now that are, that are interesting topic things. Actually, before we go outside of WWE, there's one more thing that I forgot to, uh, in our little kind of pre-huddle here, forgot to bring up that would make for a nice third part of the three count, but I'll start it first, because it has to do with uh, NXT, the performance center. So you don't know that AJ and I didn't already talk about this in the, in the second segment when you weren't here? See, but I'm fairly certain you didn't. Oh, okay. I'm fairly certain you we'll did. We'll see. And that's, um, Shawn Michaels is apparently going to have a role as more or less the gatekeeper. We talked a lot about Shawn Michaels. Did you not see the email that I sent this morning? Did you not? I sent out I a show planner. I saw it. I didn't see Shawn Michaels. I all about Shawn Michaels. See, you. This is this is your fault. This is your okay, fault. Okay. Well, if you're talking not... about Shawn Michaels, then let's move on to the yeah, next. Yeah, I did. I talked all about Shawn Michaels with AJ in the second segment because. Oh well, no, you well, talked I mean, about it, him in the walk hand in hand, dude. Okay. Well, I didn't see the performance center part. Okay, fine. You understand what I'm saying? Like you yes, can't yes, have yes. that conversation. Okay. Well, I didn't know having... if you even knew about it. Because I didn't know about it until this morning. You didn't okay. listen to the show, did you? You're right. You didn't, I didn't even listen. listen to the show. You didn't even listen. I to did the not show. listen to the show. Um, um, what else do we need to talk about? Okay, let, then let's let's move on to the Joey Styles situation. Yes. Which um, became a big thing over the weekend, became bigger on Monday. But um, basically, what happened was, for those who who do not know, uh, he was working with a number of indie promotions, most notably Evolve. Yep. Um, and Evolve had their first broadcast on Flow Slam mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. This is something you're very excited about. You're very excited about Flow Slam. I, I think Flow Slam has the potential to be. I'm not all in yet, but I think it has a lot of potential there. Um, Evolve was in Joppa this past weekend. I heard it was a great show. I was not able to go there because of work, but I heard it was yeah, a great I, show. As well. I wish it wouldn't have done them on Sunday night. <sighs> yeah, that, that was the problem. Um, but th- what happened was Joey Styles came out, he did a, uh, a segment, he was doing an in-ring segment with Stokely Hathaway, who's a great man, a great, great heel manager, and he makes a remark where the ring announcer, it's not even in the ring, but he says, uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, you, oh, look, I've got it. you look so good, our president-elect, Joanna, Joanna, you look so good tonight, our president-elect would want to grab you right in the, I don't think he actually said the he word. He didn't. And then he then he turns and he says, well, speaking of that, you know, I'm going to talk about you, Stokely. And um, immediately after that Twitter outrage, um, a lot of people saying, you know, I can't believe he had it. Uh, Gabe immediately put out a Twitter response. Gabe Sapolsky. Gabe Sapolsky, the uh, owner of Evolve, said that he was furious. Uh, it would be handled after the show. And um, he was fired from Evolve. 
uh, as, as it turns out, in addition to just being, a, you know, the off-color remark and, you know, whether or not you think that it was a joke about sexual harassment or whatever, there was also a specific specific directive, do not bring up politics at all on this show. He, you know, especially for a first broadcast, he didn't want to do anything divisive. So he also went against that mandate right there. Um, then later, Monday, it turns out that Shakara, who also employed yep. Joey Styles on a freelance basis as well as Beyond, both uh, decided, okay, we're out of the Joey Styles business right now. We uh, we just we won't have any more relationship with them. I this is tough for me. I, I read you had me read uh, Mike Quackenbush, who we've had on the show before from Shakar, having had read his blog. I, I'm struggling with this one a little bit. I got to be honest, I'm struggling with this. I think one, if he decided that he could go with that without running it by. Gabe first, then Joey deserves everything that came to him. Like, if you think that you can just do that, do... And off the cuff, where no one else even in the ring knew right. that was coming. Like, you're nuts. Yep. Like, you really... You're not going to run that by first and, and get a feel, get let somebody... There's a lot of jokes that I make in the course of... That'll just come up in the course of a, a, a play-by-play. Recently, I, I did um, I did a soccer match over the weekend. There was a goalie. Her name was Trisha Winters, right? So what joke do you think I made at some point? Say they play it downfield, but Winters is, is coming. coming. Yes, right. Like oh. stupid, bad dad joke, right? The whole right. thing. But it's then you think of the the other. Well, okay, not really. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like for the most part, it's harmless. Yes, you know what I mean? Like it's I I, I see where you yeah. were going, and I didn't. Even, but I think everybody yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. understood. Right. One, it works. Right. She, she was. Yes. Uh, two, you know, it's it's a play on uh, a winter is coming. You yes. know what I mean? Like it, you get the idea. I didn't have to ask somebody ahead of time whether or not I can make that joke. Right. But if I wanted to make a, 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 a grab him by the you know yeah. what joke, at best, you run it. By I'm gonna them. run it by somebody first that's in a position where they can say, mm, nah, um, or or at worst, or at be- I guess at best, I would say I'm just gonna avoid it altogether because I don't know what the reaction is gonna be and I I don't want to lose my job. Yep. Um. So. To me, that's the the bigger issue here. Oh, yeah. The bigger issue is that you did that without running it by somebody. If if you run it by somebody and it's somebody, you know, if it's Gabe, Gabe's in charge, right, of Evolve, yes. and Gabe says, yeah, it's risky, but it could get us some attention online. What do we We're Evolve. What the hell do we have to lose? Go for it. You know what I mean? And then other people get pissed off about it. Well, at least you know you still have Gabe because right. he signed up for it, right? right. So – I struggle. I thought that Quackenbush's blog, frankly, and I, I like Mike. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's got the right idea. I think it was over the top. I think it was his blog. It was way over the top. This whole. Now, I, I might actually agree. He says that, you know, like in wrestling, you need to get rid of the term "mark." Yeah. Like we need to stop. Especially backstage. You we got to talk about. We got to stop talking like that. Like, you know what? I don't know that I necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. I, I, I think that there could be a benefit to that. That some of that stuff is antiquated and. How much does it really benefit building a professional wrestling company? You know, right. like, probably doesn't. So I might agree with Mike Quackenbush about that. But the truth is, I actually thought that if, 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 if he had run it by Gabe first, I thought Joey was punching up at the president, which is what, like, a lot of people are trying to do in entertainment right now, is try to punch up, yeah. right? Like, it's, that's the concept of parody, that's the concept of satire, is to punch up. I thought that he was trying to make fun of the president uh, elect in the process, and I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? Like that, 
that's part of to me that's part of the entertainment right. aspect of professional wrestling was I, I think there, there, are, there are a couple problems here, and a part of it is simply timing for Joey Stout. Like, if this oh, was, yeah. if this was too, what, and, and I'm not just talking about the, the, if this was before the Flow Slam, if this wasn't the premier broadcast on Flow Slam, I think there's a different reaction okay, to it. Okay, I, I hear you on that. I would still come back to, no matter what the circumstances are, you have to well, run this. And, and, well, and, and the bigger thing right. is that he deliberately disobeyed Gabe when he said, right. do not bring up right. politics and that's, in any ways. That's, and, that, and, there's, and that way, there's no defense of Joey Stout. There's no defense of Joey in any way. Yes. Now, I could defend if Gabe had given him the thumbs up, yeah. if they had informed the other people in the ring, yes. you know, like, so that it wasn't just an off-the-cuff remark about, hey, look, we're all characters, we're not real people, right. this isn't Joey Styles' real human being saying, you know, like, sexually harassing you, this is a character on a, on a quote-unquote TV show that's playing a role, and all of the performers are in on it, Yep. I have no beef with it. Uh, is it brilliant? No, but is it is it somewhat clever? In a way, there's something clever there. It, we don't like admitting it, but there probably is, right? Like, I mean, I, I think it was just bad because it, it was it was a stretch to to begin. Like there was like she wasn't even in the ring. Well, I, and, yeah. I, I'm, again, no, I know. I, 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 I the joke mean, itself right, is right. not again when you're considering the fact that the target of the joke is the president elect. You are punching up. You're not punching down. You're not beating up. You're punching up. Right. That's always okay to me in, in comedy to punch up. Right. Like if you want to, now making fun of a group of of people, you know, like that's not okay. But when you punch up, that always works. That's that's the concept of satire, right? Like we're supposed to be able to do that. That's why we're in America and other people aren't. Um, and in a clever way, you look so good, the president. Okay, we're making fun of the president because or the president elect because he's a scumbag, right? Like. That's all right. You know what I mean? And they turn around and say, eh, like, I think the whole thing works as in that context. But obviously Gabe didn't want any part of it. That's right. why he said, we're not doing anything political. It's too divisive. And I get that's a problem right now. Like, there's a lot of people, a lot of pro wrestling fans that are Trump supporters. There's a lot of pro wrestling fans that aren't. Yep. And you've got to put together a product for both. And so even just making fun of Trump, Gabe might say, dude, I, no, I, right. I got Trump supporters that watch my show. I'm just not doing it. I, I'm not having it. Sorry, not doing it that way. So I get where Gabe's coming from, mm -hmm. and I understand. And so, that, again, there's no defense of Joey in the process. What I have the issue with Mike is that, you know, Mike throws in and he says, da -da 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 -da. Zero, to zero tolerance policy for misogynistic, racist, and or homophobic speech, written or verbal. Well, like, what about this, if done the right, if done running it up the flagpole, Again, that's the part that's the problem. What about this? Is 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 Joey Styles being misogynistic? He's not. He's making fun of the president. I, I guess I'm struggling with this. This is a comedy problem that I have. It's a writing issue that I have. Um, I I still live in a world where like this is a TV show and, right. I mean, and well, things are different there. For, to, to be fair, you know. Uh... Quackenbush is in a very different situation. Than, I, I was not surprised at all that uh, Shakara severed ties. I was surprised a little bit that Beyond, because Shakara is such a different animal well, than it's others. A, it's a little bit more progressive. Well, not just progressive, but like it builds itself a family-friendly lucha fund. Like that is their right. first thing: is we are family-friendly. Well, we want we want the six-year-olds to be watching sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. So for that, not surprising even in the slightest. Well, and again, and I'm not here to tell them that he shouldn't have fired Joey Styles. If Joey right. Styles is willing to go on a wrestling show. 
and do something without talking to the the person that put yes. together the wrestling show, then Joey Styles wouldn't be someone that I would want to employ right. either. He, he was it was always a weird fit between him and Shakara. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I I have no problem with that aspect of it. It just seems like he's going a step further unnecessarily and targeting Joey in the process. I think Joey screwed up for a reason that's far different than what Mike is making it out yeah. to be. I think where he screwed up is hey within a company there's a structure. And you don't just get to fly off, at the, and you certainly don't get to disobey the guy who runs the company right. saying, you don't talk about this. If, if my boss says, dude, you want to do, you can do whatever you want, but if you're going to work for me, you're not allowed to do this. I don't, there's no right. other option here. Like, right. I, I say, okay, or I quit. That's the way it, that it goes. And if, if somebody else that employed him said, you don't do this, and he did it, well, then Shikara has every right to say, see ya. Yep. You know, we're, we're gone. Um, I don't know. We're in a really tough spot because I feel like I'm trying to. I'm I'm having a First Amendment conversation, right? Whereas I'm the one that constantly reminds people, "Hey, do you know what the First Amendment is? Right. Like, the, it does not protect you to just be able to say whatever you want to say." Exactly. But I did not think this was as awful as people are making it out to be. Other than it, the the people weren't in on it. Right. Like if if you did this where you went to Joanna yeah. and you said again, "This isn't about you." This is a character thing. My character is going to say something about you as a character. And she was good with that. I think this could have been executed and pulled off in a way that would have worked. It didn't happen that way. Yeah. And, and, and I, for, for me, as much as I think, you, you are correct. I think that there's a way to do it. I just think that even if he asked, I just, I don't think it was a particularly smart move. And not, not even without the mandate. I just, I don't think it was a... Like, I guess I, I'm, a, I'm going a little bit different. I think there's a way to execute it. I don't think he executed it well. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen it. I don't. Right. You know, I don't. I don't know all the details. And maybe, maybe if I watch the video, he would come off creepier. The way it reads, it comes off as a play on a fa- a famous phrase. Mm-hmm. It plays as something that they would have Alec Baldwin do on SNL. You know what I mean? Right. It plays that way, where it's very obvious. I'm not Joey Styles saying this. I'm. I'm. Re- the, pr- the our, our president would say he wanted to grab you in the. We all. I, we I all think know, the other problem, get the reference. Yeah, I, I think the other problem is that it is Joey Sales. It's not okay. a heel manager, and it's, right. it's the announcer who is closer to. Okay. I mean, to a non-character. I think that's part of the problem. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. But it's. It's interesting. It's interesting. I agree with that. All right. You had. Um, do you have something else? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucha, Lucha Underground was last oh, night. Yeah. They had Aztec Warfare 3. By the way, if you haven't seen Aztec Warfare, I like any of them. This is the third one. Um, it's great. It's their version of the Royal Rumble. It's 20 competitors come out. You have to. It's a pinfaller submission for eliminations, and the winner gets the title. So. Uh, I mean, that sounds pretty good. It's, it's pretty awesome. But um, so yeah, they had their awesome match last night, and in a surprise. The winner was a sexy star who becomes the first, to my knowledge, of, of any televised U.S. Right. wrestling promotion, the first champion of the promotion to well, be the, a female. The first, you know, main, to, main yeah, champion, champion, primary champion. Top champion. Yes, yes. correct. Um, all right, I can't speak uh, too much about sexy star. I, I, admittedly, I do not watch Lucha the way that I should. I, I know that Lucha is great, and I've watched it. I just don't watch week in and week out, right. so I can't speak to... The validity, I, I would think that Lucha, based on what it is, is a more likely place. There's a little bit more of suspension of reality. They, they have, from 
uh, uh, Sexy Star was on episode one. Where they made mm-hmm. it very clear, you know, she is this character. She wants to fight the guys. She can fight the guys. And she has, over the course of two and a half seasons now, been made to be, if not a pure threat, a, a fairly top-level competitor. At least they've tried to make her out that way. Okay. I mean, then that seems... I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it, of course. You know, like, go, go for it. And it probably got some attention, and that's a good thing. And maybe they felt like they had to one up the WWE after WWE did a, you know, female main event. Well, to be fair, this was filmed probably nine oh, months ago. That's true. That's a good point. That's this, a good this point. Is actually, right. if, if anything, it was, it might have been a response to Shakara, because oh, Shakara had put Oh, that's right. So if, if anything, it was that response, but, uh. Well, it makes you wonder if the WWE knew about it and said that they needed to, you know, be right. aggressive and, and something along those lines. I have no beef. If they have been from day one portraying that this could be legitimate, I think it would be wrong to suddenly, like, I don't think right now the WWE could walk in and have Sasha Banks have a match with Kevin Owens. Probably not. They have not said any, they have not done enough in storyline to make that seem legitimate. Right. I'm not saying that I don't think, I've suggested before, when you look at Charlotte, she has the look of someone, Mm Much like they once upon a time did with China. Once they, they, they briefly tried to do with Beth Phoenix. Like they never really went anywhere with that, but they put her in a Royal Rumble. They right. were trying to do something there. Um, probably but, would have gone that route with Karma. Probably. You know, if, if she had stayed as a performer and she ended up getting pregnant and, and never came back. Um, but I could see at some point them considering something like that with Charlotte. I, I think that there's some logic to it. I, I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah, I mean... By the way, I loved the... And I, I was all in on, on China as an IC champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought... And this is, God, nearly two decades ago, but it came Boy, off as... it is that far. It really is. Jesus. But it came off as credible. It came off as legitimate. It came off as... And this is in a far different culture. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is in a, a time... There was never a time when I watched China as a kid. Right. I mean, I was in high school. Yeah, I was middle, in high school. middle school, high school, somewhere in there. Right? I was def- yeah. I was definitely in high school when she was competing against the guys. Um, I think I might have been in middle school, but yeah. When, well, for you, yeah, you yeah, probably yeah, were yeah, in high yeah. school, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I never thought like this is ridiculous, this is absurd, because they booked her credibly, because she was that much of an athlete, because she was. If if I played Serena Williams in a tennis match today, I would get my ass handed to me. Yes. That doesn't mean that Serena Williams would beat Roger Federer necessarily. But as I've always said, I think that it would be far more competitive than people realize that it would be. I think there are people that believe, oh, Roger Federer, you know, he beat her 6-love, six 6-love. Six no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He, I mean, he might beat her, and he might beat her handily. But I think that if they played 100 times, Serena would probably get the best of him at some point. And I think you have to book with those things in mind. And, and that's and they, I thought they did... Because this was, as much as I try to avoid spoilers, when this came out, this did cause a little bit of a Twitter right. race. So I knew this was, I didn't know exactly when it was coming, but I knew that Sexy Star would be winning the title at some point. And to do it in a, um, a Battle Royal environment, right. where it came down to, um, the one thing I was a little, when I, when I saw what was happening, you know, it was against kind of Mil Muertes, who was one of their, you know, top big guys, like really big guys. But they did it in an incredible way where, you know, she was resilient, and he made some mistake. You know, he tried to set up tables, and he, you know, he ended mm. up missing, and he went through them instead of her. Mm. And that's how they got it. I thought they did it in a pretty credible way. Um, 
I don't know how long it's going to last as far as her as champion goes. Right. Um, but I think that it's, you know, if, if you are going to go this route, I think they did it in one of the best ways possible. Nice. Nice. Very cool. And, um, you know, and I do think that, you know, people are going to poo poo it a little bit because it's Lucha Underground. It's not, you know, it's on right, L-Ray. It's, a... it's a televised wrestling program in the United States that's doing this. And I think that absolutely matters. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Again, I, and I, I think it works a little bit easier because it's Lucha Ray, but I, I agree that it's significant. I agree that in somehow, some way, it's significant. All right. Anything else we need to cover off the beaten path? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Very good. Um, let's wind down. Okay. All right. Uh, you, what do you need to plug? Uh, just keep your eye out on the Baltimore Sun. Uh, I'll have stuff about Survivor Series coming up. I'll have a few other things I'm working on. I don't know exactly which, what's going up in what order, but I'll, I'll have some stuff up in the next week or two, so keep your eye out at Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. On Twitter? At the AOster. And we're on Twitter? At Jobbing Out Show. And if you want to get in touch with us? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Very good. We need to start thinking we're only 12 episodes away from number 100. 12 episodes. Okay. So we got to start thinking about what we're going to do to celebrate Oh number 100. When does that math work? Three months, basically? About a little less than three months, so probably middle of February sometime. All right. That's what we're going to do for Valentine's Day. We're just coming here and watching SmackDown. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan. That's the I like it. it. Everyone, I date, actually, date night at dropping out. I think I actually happen to know that, that Valentine's Day is on a Tuesday night this year. Really? Yeah, well, I think I actually have a basketball game that night, and my <laughs> wife is going to murder me. Oh, but, that, that's uh, such is life. Such is Dude, life. Our wives, we're going to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, we are going to WrestleMania. We, we, talked, we, we talked about that. We I talked know. about that. I just, I, I, you're still that excited I, about I'm it. pumped. All right. Dude, when, when you get the tickets, I, I bought the tickets, so I'm doing what you're saying, but it, yeah. you, know, you, you click it, you go through everything, and it says, Aaron, you're going to WrestleMania. That's cool. That's like, cool. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, that doesn't suck. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> suck. <sighs> All right, very good. Um, so for uh, thanks again to Rich Swan for joining the show. That was amazing. That was incredible. Appreciate that. And uh, uh, check out Smack or Two O Five Live coming up on November 29th. Or check out Raw or SmackDown or wherever. Yeah, wherever the cruiserweights are going to end up being. For AJ Francis and for Aaron Oster, uh, I guess I did that the wrong way. Well, he's not here. He's not here, so he can't do the thing. So right. So for AJ Francis and for Aaron Oster, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Ooh. Ooh, jobbing out.